Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bravo Tea with a stay-at-home mom. I'm Erica, and I'm ready to talk all things Bravo. Welcome back, everybody. For this recap, I'm going to be solo because I'm going to do a special just dedicated episode to Summer House. Going to bring on one of my friends. So we'll get VPR and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills on this. And then we're going to do a special one just for the premiere of Summer House, which I'm very excited about. Um, So let's just dive right in. We'll start with Vanderpump Rules. Um, We see James and Allie preparing for their pool party, which I'm so happy for him because The sober life is looking good on him. He's like really taking off in his career. He's stable and happy with Allie. He's finally going to have his own pool party, as he said he can't wait to have. He said he ran to Home Depot that day just to buy the grill. So it's fresh out of the store. Went to Target. Said he probably spent $2,000, got 12 towels. I mean, I know how it is. When you get into Target, I get in like a blackout mode too. And then you're like, oh my God, how did I just get all this stuff? But it's very easy because they have everything. And I love to get our kids clothes there because the cat and Jack line is so cute, very durable and washable and very inexpensive and trendy. So James, I get it. When you get in these stores, you just get so excited and he's excited. Like this is his first really kind of like party for the house. I feel like it's kind of like housewarming ish pool party combined. Um, then we see it pan to Katie and Ariana just chit-chatting in the bedroom to have themselves locked up in there because Sandoval's in there. These are the reasons why like it'd be crazy to live together i i do understand a lot of people like oh you said this move out or like oh you should leave tom because you ruined everything but it's like i get it it's not like an apartment they're renting um they own the house and i feel like if one of them leaves they like forego the rights for whatever they want to do with the house so barricaded up in that room that has to suck but Ariana's going through some bathing suits, deciding what to wear to the pool party. And they say, this is like, this is one of those things where you're like, oh my God, that would like never happen. I'd be struck by lightning twice before this would happen. They said the Lyft driver they had leaving Sir is the same Lyft driver Ariana and Tom had the night of Scandival. And she is describing this Lyft driver. He doesn't know these people, know the show, doesn't know the world exists of this reality like TV. And he's like, oh yeah, you and your husband were fighting. And she's like, yeah, we're not together anymore. He's like, cool, makes sense. Um, We need this Lyft driver on the pod. We need to get him. We need to get his info from Lyft. Ariana was like, I don't think he realizes how many people want to talk to him. Me being one of them, like so many questions. Um, What are the chances of that? I mean, they probably get literally so many drivers. And this was interesting. So I do know Bravo provides rides for everyone because of the drinking, because that's the easiest thing they could do, like avoid anyone getting a DUI. And Katie and Ariana do drink. So it's not like Lala where you'd trust her and be like, okay, you're sober. If you want to drive home, that's fine. Maybe they didn't want to wait for their provided transportation from Bravo because I found that interesting. They were getting in a lift unless Bravo was like giving them the money for the lift. I thought that was interesting, but what are the odds that it's the same driver? That was pretty crazy. Um, they're just saying how Schwartz was being annoying and inviting everyone on that trip. And Katie's like, I'd rather chew on a jean jacket 
then go on that trip and we got we got stuffs to do for the restaurant something about her i mean it's really sad because they're like oh we need to do this this and this and fast forward to today the place still isn't open i really feel bad it's all those permits and i'm sure it is hard ariana not being around but i'm sure katie doesn't mind because this is just gonna last for the time it's gonna last with ariana being in the spotlight getting all these opportunities and it's just bettering the sandwich shop because it's just giving them more publicity so i think it's more the permits holding it up not ariana doing all her travelings um but ariana is like you know lala had a lot of good points and schwartz thinks just because they don't want to be around him that like him saying, oh, well, you're just being difficult. It's like, no, these people have feelings. They have thoughts. They don't want to be around Sandoval. And it's only been three months. And if you want to forgive and forget, good for you. But you can't tell other people that they have to do that too. Which then leads Sheena and Lala visiting Lisa at her house. They pulled up in like this little Nissan, like 350Z. Like whose car is that? I need to know. Like Sheena was driving, but it's like, is that your car? Because that's so funny. I feel like that would be her car. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was just like a little taken back by the car. Not that it's a bad car, but I was just like, wait, whose car is that? I know Lala has the Range Rover. So Sheena, I guess that's your car or is it Brock's? Like, I thought that was funny because that's not a mom mobile either. That was like my other thoughts. So I'm like, maybe this is like a secondary, like we're cruising around in our bathing suits type vehicle because they are arriving like half nude in their bathing suits because they're going straight to James house after this and Lala's like bet Lisa's gonna like be like why why are you coming up like naked darling are you, were you expecting to swim I'll go get Ken and see if he wants to watch you by the pool um so then they go outside and Lisa is making like a vase of flowers as always she has like a hundred flower arrangements around I mean it has to be a job for her housekeeper just to like keep all these flowers alive in the house. It's like a dedicated job. But she's saying that she is concerned about Sandoval because she is seeing similarities in him that she saw with her brother. Now, the only thing I can say is he put himself in this position. So Lisa's brother didn't do something like this. He did just struggle with mental health and was depressed and needed help. Sandoval like kind of made like a shitty situation and now is like, oh, I'm depressed because I'm getting backlash for it. Well, I don't doubt that you're depressed, but it's kind of like you made the situation. So like he was not concerned about Ariana's mental health while doing all this. So now we got to be concerned about Tom's mental health. And that's what Sheena was just lightly trying to say to Lisa. Like I just talked to him in the Sir alleyway literally last night. And he has no remorse, no regret, calling Lala a narcissist, which it's like, he is a narcissist because he's diverting to somebody else. Like, that is a narcissist because he's like, um, oh, yeah, I mean, Lala will never admit she's a narcissist. Where is Lala? Like, hiding in the trash can behind you? Like, Lala's not out there, and we're not talking about Lala. We're talking about you. Like, that's why he's so annoying because even Tom Schwartz is saying, you just need to suck it up and say I'm sorry to these people. Instead, he always has the, I'm sorry, but like Sheena's calling him a narcissist. Just, just take it. You know what I mean? Like that may mean that you have Sheena as a friend again, if you just take it because you're showing some remorse. It, honestly, even though you should mean it, even if you don't mean it, just do it. Put on your acting boots because I think you're acting a little bit with all the crocodile tears sometimes. So put on your acting boots and be like, yeah, I just really messed up. I'm sorry. And maybe you could say I've had 
it seems like I've been a narcissist or I can see how you feel or it looks like that. Don't say, oh yeah, that's why Lala's a narcissist. Like, shut up. And then Lala cries. I think this is about the 20th time she's cried on this season. We're only in episode four. She said she cries a lot, which is we're seeing a very different side of Lala, which I like. I think it's really settling in with like the Randall stuff. And she is saying like, you know, I've made mistakes. I should have asked more questions about Randall. But again, totally different. Like Randall created the bad situation, not Lala. Just like Tom created the bad situation, not everyone else or Ariana. So it's like now we're supposed to feel bad for you. You did this. So very frustrating. But um, Lisa is just saying, I think we need to ease up, which I do see that. So it's like, there's a difference between, okay, I'll ease up and not talk about him and shit on him every week on my podcast versus I'm going to forgive him and invite him over for dinner at my house and be friends with him again. Yes. Maybe just leave him alone, but that's not a forgive and forget. It's just a forget kind of. So I could see that. And then she, like Lala is just saying in her confessional that she looks at Sandoval like she looks at Randall, like she's been looking at it as they both have no feelings or just empty inside because they do all this bad stuff. So maybe she needs to just stop comparing her situation to everyone. But I do agree with that part. Like she went through a bad experience with Randall. So she's seeing Ariana go through the bad experience with Tom. And she's like, I get it. These people are evil because they have no concern for anybody else but themselves. And that is a narcissist. So it's like, yes, yeah, sorry, Tom, you are a narcissist. Or you can at least admit you were a narcissist during that process because you didn't think of Ariana or like anyone else involved, business partners, all that. So um, we see everyone arrive at the pool party minus Sandoval because he is hanging out with his only friend at the moment, Billy Lee, because a girl wants to be on camera, very desperate. Um, she's like annoying too. Like she didn't annoy me when she used to be on the show, but now I'm just like, you're so annoying. And it's like, I feel like she doesn't even remember how to be on camera either. Like she's just being like awkward. So they go to this place where they are paying to get in a cold plunge and then like an infrared sauna I saw in the background. Now, I have to say, I have been doing um, the cold plunge at our gym for a couple months now. I love it. I swear by it. But once I saw Sandoval get in that cold plunge, I was like, you ruined white nail polish for everyone. Now you're ruining the cold plunge for me. But I'm still going to continue to get in the cold plunge. Also have to admit, it is hard. Like this may have been the first time he ever got in it. I will say it's very cold when you first get in it. He got in it way too slow. Yes. I was judging how he got in it because I do it. And I was like, you're doing it way too slow. You got to, um, toughen up. And also, I don't know if he didn't want to like jump in because he didn't want the water to splash all over the floor. Because I will say when I get in it at our gym, it's like in the aquatic area. So like if I would like make splashes, it's fine. I feel like he was in like this nice spa and couldn't get like the floor wet. So maybe that's why he was tiptoeing into it. But doing a lot of deep breathing, getting in. And then Billy Lee is just standing there with like mouth wide open like, oh, look at you go. Oh, okay. Like that's what I mean. Like so unnatural and weird. And also like cool that you guys are going here like and doing this together but like why isn't he alone in the room like i felt like it was weird she was like in there like go in your 
own room in your cold plunge and then reconvene in like a meeting area after. So that was weird. Um, but then we go back to the more exciting event, the pool party. They're all jumping off the roof. This was making me a little nervous. Um, James jumped in the pool off the roof and then Schwartz did. Now I was like, oh my God, if Schwartz gets hurt doing this, because I could just picture this, like James is like the cool one doing it. And then Schwartz is like, oh, let me do it too. And Katie's like in there, like rolling her eyes. Um, and it was so cute. James with one of the floats he got at Target. I assume that was a target because he basically just shouted out target. So I, I need to look for that float for this summer. Um, he made like a little something about her float because it was like white and yellow stripes. That was so cute. So James is the number one guy in the group. Sorry for anyone that disagrees. Sorry to Jack's probably still toting around LA saying he's the number one guy in the group, even though he's not on the show anymore in his delusional brain, he's still the number one guy in the group. But James definitely is for me because he's funny and he's turned his life around and he's, he's being considerate of his guests. He's buying all these nice floats, a brand new barbecue and customizing the float. So Lala is in the house with Allie and She's just saying, so what like made James get sober? Cause we have seen James go, go down this road before too. Um, more of like Raquel giving him the ultimatum, but he was sober for a while. I think he said like two and a half years. And then obviously when they broke up and then the scandal happened, like we assumed he would, you know, have a little low point. So Allie said, you know, I don't feel it's my place to share, but you can ask him, which very considerate, very, you know, non-gossipy of her. That's why Allie is in it for the right reasons. Like when Raquel met James, it was on purpose, calculated. She wanted to get on the show for sure. Allie, of course, when she met him, she had already been watching the show and knew who he was because it's kind of hard the longer these people are on TV to not meet them. Like, you're going to tell me people don't know who Teresa Judice is? Like, Louis lied and said he didn't watch the show, but then it came out and he said he did watch the show. And it's like, we don't blame you for watching the show. We know you, everyone has probably seen the show or at least heard of these people, but it's meeting them and staying with them for the right reasons. So Allie said like, you should ask him though, because since you are sober, like I feel like he would open up to you and tell you, but it's just not my place to say. So that was a nice talk. And then Lala goes outside and has another nice talk with Schwartz. Um, she said she apologizes for like being on a 10. She's like, you know, I feel like I'm either like on the verge of stabbing everyone with like a machete or I'm like crying in the corner. So I need a middle and I'm sorry. And I'm just trying to navigate that. Now, again, this is good. Like they're both like apologizing to each other, having a nice talk. Schwartz is like, I'm sorry for like the things I said last year. And then it flashed back to when he was like, you're like a bootleg housewife. Look at your lips. And it's like, I mean, look at everyone's lips out there, but everyone wants their lips to look like that. I mean, I think if I went out there, people would look at me and be like, why don't you have your lips done? You know what I mean? Like it'd be like the reverse effect. So he's like, I'm sorry. I feel like they both do kind of jab at mean stuff when they feel backed into the corner, but they don't really mean it. They're just kind of like attack mode. So she's like, I just really see a lot of similarities in you as my dad, which was interesting. She said her dad was like a pushover, too nice to people, like people pleasing. And she thinks that's ultimately what killed him. Very, very interesting. I need to know a little more about that because like, we really don't know what happened to Lala's dad. We know it was like shocking. Obviously he was young. 
um, unexpected. So that's interesting. And then she's like, you just have a lot on your plate in your own personal life that like you don't need to take on Sandoval's crap because we see it affecting you and we're upset for you. And just more like that. She's like, I'm not saying like, don't ever like see and speak to him again, but like, just remember it's his bad doing, not yours. Don't get caught up in it, which was a good point. Um, and he's like, I'm, I feel like this is like good. Like maybe you can have like a talk like this with Tom Sandoval. Like, but the difference is Tom Sandoval isn't apologizing and sitting down. If he sat down with these people and took some accountability, like when he sat down with Sheena, people would think different. Or even when he sat down with James, even if he thinks he doesn't owe James that apology, like just be like nice. And then these people would forgive you. Instead, he wants to act like that and then go cry to Lisa, like everyone being mean to me. It's like, well, how are you acting back? Ugh. So then we get Billy and Tom back. Um, they've probably gotten in the infrared sauna at this point because they're like a little sweating, a little glistening. I would love to do the infrared sauna. I wish our gym would get that so I could cold plunge. And then I just get in the regular dry sauna, but I'd love that infrared light. Um, she's like, I just want to see you happy. And I feel like it's your turn to like move past this. And he's like, I know. I just feel like I can't be happy. And she's like, I'm sad for you with that. And she's like, are you dating? And he's like, no. And it's like, I don't think he should be dating goofy. It's only been three months. And if he wants people to feel bad for him, he certainly shouldn't be dating. I mean, he's basically dating Raquel. And then she's like, when was the last time you talked to Raquel? And he said, it's been three weeks since I've talked to her. Like, the last time I talked to her, everything was fine. And then just like ghosted after that. And so they didn't like show her, not show, but you know what I mean? Like let us listen to her voice on the end of their phone conversation. So it was just him talking. He's like, well, I love you. And I'm going to go film my show for 10 days. And then I think she took that as the opportunity to like, cool, I won't talk to you again. But that's what I mean. I think he's more like sad how this panned out because they're not together. Not really sad for how he blew up their life and sad that he treated Ariana like that. More sad for himself that now they're not together. Like, and I thought that was weird that Billy asked before she got that tidbit of information, like, are you dating? It's like, well, oh, isn't he like half-ass dating Raquel? He's saying, I love you to Raquel and calling her. Why would he be dating? It's just weird. Um, I feel like a cue card was given to her to ask these questions too. He said he's saving himself for Raquel. And I'm like, all right, this is just, this is a no all around. Like we, we need to get out of this the sauna, like cold plunge room. Let's get back to the pool party. Um, so Sheena is talking to Katie and Ariana about the talk she had with Lisa. And she's like, you know, the alleyway talk with Tom was not good, but Lisa said we need to kind of like ease up because of his mental health. And Ariana's like, I'm sorry. I don't see really like similarities of Lisa's brother and Tom. And like, what does she want me to do? Go like on my Instagram story and be like, hey, it's me, Ariana. Everyone be nice to like my ex-boyfriend, even though he did like this, this, and this. She's like, it's not happening. And that's what I mean. I agree with that part. Like, okay, maybe we should all stop talking about it. But no one is like telling people to be nice to him.
because that's stupid. He deserves a little of this hate that he's getting. And Ariana was like, you know, I feel really mean saying this, but I just feel like the way he's acting is just kind of annoying, which is true. It's kind of like, so just because he's sad, we need to be like nice. Like, I don't think so. Cause like she said, he put himself in this situation. Did it care about her mental health? Where is the consideration for her mental health? What if when all this happened, Ariana killed herself? How would everyone feel? How would we treat Tom afterwards of that aftermath as well? Cause we'd be like, well, common denominator is you of why she did this. So it is a little annoying. It's like, no one cared about her mental health during that time period. So now we're supposed to care about his mental health. Like, I don't know about that. Um, and then during this, I'm just like, I wonder what Katie is thinking. Cause she was starting to like Sheena. And now it's like going back downhill for her. Probably she's like, they're all giving her the eye kind of, and Sheena's crying because she's like, you know, I just don't know what to do. Like he is one of my friends. So this is hard too understandable if Lala doesn't like Sandoval because she really didn't like Sandoval to begin with and never was friends with him. Sheena, however, was friends with Sandoval before Ariana and has had her own separate friendship with Sandoval. But since he did the wrongdoing and understandable that Ariana's like, if anyone wants to be friends with him, you can't be friends with me because it's just self-respect. I would be Ariana too. If you want to be friends with that person, I can't be friends with you. It's just, it's not how the world works. If it's like an amicable split and everyone's fine, yes, then go have lunch with Sandoval one day and have lunch with me one day. We're all not going to kumbaya together like we used to, but wouldn't get mad at you if it was like a Katie and Tom Schwartz split. Like there's no reason people really shouldn't be friends with Tom Schwartz because him and Katie had like a mutual mature divorce. But Tom and Ariana, like Sandoval, no, there was no mutual. He did very bad things and ruined, you know, that relationship. So understandable why Ariana's like, nope, if you're going to pick his side, then you can't be my friend. And understandable why this is hard for Sheena, but she's a people pleaser too. It's like, I feel like she can't have everyone be happy and everyone's not going to be getting along. It's just not realistic. So then, you know, when it does those like little pans to everyone, it like pans for a second with Schwartz working out in his apartment on the bike. And he's like, I'm dying. And at the very beginning of the episode, he's like working out with like that wall system. That's like comes down, kind of like folds down very smart for people that have apartments and like not a lot of room and you want to have like a gym. And then he's doing like push-ups, and the TV is on the floor next to him. I'm like, can you call someone to hang that TV or like call Rob? Where's Sheena's Rob that hung the TV in eight minutes? He could come over there and hang it in eight minutes, maybe even faster now, maybe five minutes. Maybe he's been practicing since he's been on the show, but get the TV on the wall, please. It's very weird. He like wants to live in like a sad, depressing apartment. I feel like, I don't know if it's like, he doesn't want to get comfortable so he can like leave, but it's like, at least make it cute and cozy while you're there. I mean, the dogs probably get there and they're like back at this shithole. Like get me back to mom's apartment. Hers is cuter at least. Ugh. And then James goes over to Lala's apartment, which her apartment is like so cute, by the way, like I've said before, it's probably very expensive because it's like a two story apartment. Very cute. Um, so they're having a chit chat about his sobriety. So she's 
taking Allie's advice and just asking him. And she said, you know, what made you decide to get sober? And he feels comfortable sharing with her, even though it's also sharing on camera and we're all watching, but <laughs> sharing with Lala for the moment. He said that, you know, after Scandival, he's not going to lie. He spiraled a little, which I figured he would. I mean, I, they all kind of did. Um, he was probably honestly thinking out loud, like, you know, were they doing this when Raquel and I were together? Is this why Raquel broke up with me? Like, can't believe we've all been around these people for nine months, living a lie, like a double life. Who do I trust? Like, blah, 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 blah. And, um, he said, you know, it was a lot for him and Allie. They fought. She took the kitty cats. He came home one day. She was gone, spent the night with friends for like two days. She came back. He said, listen, this is the deal. I'm quitting drinking for myself because I see how it's negatively affecting my life, our life. Um, I'm quitting. And he said he's been sober for a while. What was it like? three months at this point, like we're during the filming. And he's like, honestly, like I'm doing it for myself this time. So it's going to stick. Whereas before Raquel gave me the ultimatum. And I feel like that's why it didn't stick. And it, he's just in a healthy, better place. So I'm glad for him. Um, he has la la to lean on for this, which is good. Um, so then we see Schwartz, with Joe, we finally see Joe. She's come out of the bedroom that she was hibernating in. Um, she's the girl behind Schwartz's hair flip. She's giving him a little haircut in the middle of the floor. And Sandoval comes over and he's just, you know, they're talking about the trip. He Schwartz said that Katie and Ariana aren't coming, but everyone else is. So I do think also this will be a good segue for them to get like little chit chats with him, even though Sheena already had his. So he like blew it with Sheena and he's still blowing it. He's like, oh, you know, they go on their podcast and they tell everyone to hate me. Dude, they didn't have to tell us to hate you. We all came to that conclusion on our own. Like Lala and Sheena were not brainwashing me like Charles Manson to like not like you on their podcast. I think you're a terrible human all on my own. Thank you very much. But again, just not taking accountability. Like, yeah, I do understand he's saying that they like all capitalize off of him, but it's like, you know what? Not going to lie. I would too. I would go on my podcast right here, right now and talk about him if he was my friend and we're on the same show. You think I'm not? I am. Sorry. Sorry. You had to deal with that. Um, yeah, the send it to Daryl merch funding Lala's Palm Springs house. Good for her. I mean, I get it. He's like, they need to shut up because it's getting annoying now, which I agree. Like you've had your time. I don't know why he thought they all wouldn't talk about it. It, the time has passed. So I do agree with him on that sense, but again, also never taking accountability and he thinks they're telling us to hate him. No. Um, Sheena and Brock are leaving summer moon for the first time though with Tori. So she's the one we're going to see getting that love triangle with Katie and Schwartz. Interesting. So I guess the date with the guitar player from the 27s didn't work out for Katie. So that's kind of sad that I could see her with a musician. 
But um, Sheena called in for backup and her sister came too. That's okay. I mean, at least it's not her mom. I think Brock gets annoyed by Sheena's mom, which could be annoying. I mean, having like an overbearing mother-in-law or like your mother-in-law's always at your house, bleh, like that would be annoying. So it's nice though. They're getting out. Sheena looks like she's relaxing a little. Um, she has you know, someone besides her mom there, her sister's still there. So it's a little cheating, not totally with just a babysitter, but that's fine. So Sheena and Brock meet Allie and James, this cute little like place where you like self-serve yourself beer. Very cute. Um, and she's just talking about her chit chat with Lisa and they're all like agreeing that it's like, okay, like we're not going to forgive him, but we get that we need to ease up. Maybe like, we're not going to scream at him and maybe we're not going to talk about him on our podcast. It's kind of going to be like, we've moved on, but we're not friends with you again. And Brock was really like speaking up during that, which everything he was saying, like, totally agree. He's like, you know, there's a difference between like forgive and forget. So we can like forget it, but we're not forgiving him. We can all like be copacetic and we're all going to go on this trip. He's like, and you know what? If it gets awkward, we'll go down the street and stay at a hotel. You bet your bottom dollar, Brock. And then you can send the bill to Bravo because I would. I'd be like, I'm not staying in this giant house anymore, but also it's a giant house. So at least like they can all like peel off. And the good thing is I feel like Tom Sandoval should feel more awkward being with them opposed to all of them feeling awkward. Cause they all have each other. They have more than he has. Do you know what I mean? And then Allie is just saying that Sandoval never really did anything to her, but she will be cordial, but like, obviously like not friends. So I, I like the path that they're all choosing. Like we get it. We don't want you to like make someone feel like they're suicidal and then get that blame on yourself if something would happen to them, but not being forgiven, Tom, sorry. Like when Ariana said at the pool party, like he just wants to be reinvited to these parties. That's all he wants. And then when he is, he'll be like, ha, see, everything's fine now. And my behavior is accepted. That's more the thing too. It's like, if we just totally blow past it, he'd do it again because it's like, you're inviting the bad behavior back. So you could say, you know what? I can't forgive what you did, but I will stop talking about it. And I'm sorry if you feel upset about all these feelings, but you're not going to have me as a friend because of what you did. And you need to understand that and live with that for the rest of your life. Cause this is like a life altering thing he did. It's not like back in the day when they used to all just be dating and they'd all black out and like go make out with someone and then like admit it two weeks later. This is a little bit different and it's with a friend, not a stranger, not saying it'd be nice if he cheated with a stranger for nine months, but the fact that it's a friend, Ariana lost two people in her life, not just one. Whereas if it was a stranger, she'd just be losing Tom because she'd be like, I don't know who the heck you are to the stranger. Um, so they're all saying they're going to go and <clears throat> they're just going to ignore him and they're going to lavish in this free trip. Because I also feel like, what trip did they do last year? Um, did, they didn't do a group trip. It was like the girls went on that trip with Katie. So like, I'm ready to see them on like a really elaborate trip though. Again, remember they used to like fly places and go places. Um, they, so they do this one and then they go to San Francisco. But again, these are all like close by. I want to see them in like the Bahamas or something somewhere exotic where we could see them all running around in their, in their bathing suits, like getting 
getting crazy on vacation again. Um, I don't know if they also don't want to go far because they have little kids. That could be a reason too. Like, whereas the housewives, like they have older kids. So they're like, yes, get me on this paid expensive trip away from everyone. Um, but I, I like that they're all going to go on the trip except Ariana and Katie. I think that'll be good, but I am curious, like when we'll kind of get them with Sandoval. I don't know if like, it's literally not going to be until that event at the end, the Kyle Chan event with, um, the guy that like gets all cray cray and throws a drink. And I don't know if that's the first time Ariana and Sandoval are going to be together because they were together the other episode at Sir, but like not really. Like so were a thousand other people at the restaurant. Like she was literally in a separate room. They never saw each other. So uh, I will be curious when we are going to get them because she said like I won't film with him, but we know that has to not be true because they're all at that Kyle Chan event. So you are filming with him there. And I don't think we ever are going to get them speaking to each other though. I don't know though. Like that's what I mean. This is, this is going to be interesting. We got a lot of people that are in uncomfortable situations like on Jersey. Can't wait to see Teresa and Melissa. They claim they don't speak to each other on the ep episodes at all. But then I heard that Teresa calls Melissa a whore on the last episode. So I don't know if that was like in passing or right to her face or to somebody else. Cause if you called her a whore to her face, you are talking to her <laughs> like whether it's nice or not, that's you talking to her. So not sure, but, um, tear jerker at the end because James says he is meeting with Lisa tomorrow. And he's like, Oh, she's probably going to talk to me about Tom. And it is not about Tom. He arrives at Vanderpump dog and he's like, Oh, what do you want to talk about? And he's already mentally preparing to like flip out and be like, Lisa, he's not taking any accountability. He brought up me and Kristen. Can you believe that? I mean, he is so unbelievable. But then instead we see a grand entrance of Graham and they are reunited. And I love this because I have a golden doodle too. So it just like tugs at my heartstrings because like I know I'm biased, but they are just the sweetest baby angels. They are the best dogs. They really are just like humans. Um, so she is telling James that he was like rescued. He was in like a foster home for like two months. And then James starts crying feels so bad for him because he is an emotional person. Like even when he was being like bad with drinking, like when he would sit there and take accountability, which that's what I liked about James. He always did sit down and take accountability for his actions. He would get very emotional and you know, it was like real emotion, not like crocodile tears. Like Tom Sandoval does, I think for like sympathy. Um, so she's saying he was in a foster home and then was brought to a shelter because he was biting. But like, this is my stance on the biting. I think Graham was just really scared and unsure what was happening. Cause first of all, James and Raquel break up. So now he's like, where's James? And also I have to say, I bet James took care of the dog more. So Raquel is probably like a twiddle dink now left with the dog. She's leaving the dog all the time. So he's alone there. 
Um, she's hooking up with Tom Sandoval in the hot tub, drinking Coors Light, forgetting about the dog. Like, who knows how attentive she was to the dog? Probably not that much. And then she goes into treatment, leaves the dog. So now he's abandoned by his second, like, person. It was James, then her. Um, gives the dog to her parents, who they probably didn't even want him while she's in treatment. Apparently, he bit the mom, but again, I think it's because he was just a little scared. He's like, what's going on? Because dogs need stability. Um, they need just to be in one home. And then the parents, instead of calling, this is where, like, I don't agree. Okay, if he was biting you, understand that you don't, you know, maybe want the dog. But it's your daughter's dog that you gifted her and call James. I know you don't like James, but guess what? You don't like the dog either. So just call him and say, you know, we're having problems with Graham. Would you like him? Instead of just bringing him somewhere where obviously you're not taking any thought or accountability, what's going to happen? I mean, dogs are not just something you return. I'm very against that. So when people think it's like all fun and games to get the dog and then return them, that's not nice. Like, please try to find another home for them. And that could have been an option. So I don't like that they brought him to a foster home. So you could say like, oh, well, they didn't bring him to a shelter. It was a foster home. Still, no, 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 no. Just call James, call James. So bring him to the foster home. He's being, you know, I guess aggressive if you want to say, but I can't even imagine that little angel being aggressive. Um, He's biting at the foster home again, probably because he's scared, doesn't want to be there, doesn't understand what's happening. And then he goes to the shelter where, you know, he was definitely scared and he could have been euthanized. I mean, that's what Rachel, Raquel and her parents aren't understanding. It could have been the end of the road for Graham. So then someone contacted Lisa. I don't know how, I don't think he was chipped. I don't know how they like found out that he was in the shelter to call Lisa. But anyway, thank God he was brought to Lisa. And then obviously Lisa called James. You know, Raquel can hate on Lisa, but who she should be hating on is herself and her parents. I'm sorry. Lisa did what should have happened from the beginning. So love that they were reunited. Um, he was like sitting by Graham saying like, I'm going to take care of you, take you back to Allie. And Allie being the good Samaritan she is, she's not going to have a problem with it. Um, Graham was like laying on those like cute little beds. He's probably like, oh, dad, can we buy one of these beds for me since you've missed me? They were cute. They literally looked like adult like beds, like trendy little beds that we would be buying. So put nothing past Lisa to have those cute beds and like those little like lamps that I've seen on Amazon that I've seen at restaurants too, like are next to like nightstands on the bed. I'm like, look at this whole setup, like just sponsor all this, get all this for Graham. So they leave, go home. They're walking down the sidewalks of LA. Love it that they are reunited. That's wonderful. So when I watched in the after show, um, obviously we know now that he is renamed as hippie. Um, I don't know if like, during the training to like make him kind of like forget almost like maybe his trauma and past life as, as Graham, maybe somebody suggested like you need to rename him so he can just start a fresh new life with you and Allie. Almost like a hypnotized method. I'm not sure because he is renamed, which is interesting because I feel like that's hard to rename a dog after they've been called Graham for like years. So 
Hippie is living his best life with James and Allie. We saw on his Instagram last night, he was posting the cute pictures. I mean, I just got sad all over again looking at the pictures. Sad, happy though. I mean, I definitely, I was tearing up. Um, Schwartz was on the after show. He said he was tearing up because he's he loves Butters and Gordo. So anyone that is a dog owner had to watch that moment and just think that is so cute. So that was like, a uh, rarity too, being struck by lightning almost like what are the likelihoods of him being reunited and Graham hippie is now back with James just like at the beginning we see the Lyft driver picking up Ariana I mean what are all these odds just crazy thank God he made his way back to him but yeah we'll talk about the after show for a little bit um before we move on to Beverly Hills so they are just all talking about Sheena um kind of maybe feeling the empathy for Tom, um, not really switching sides, but feeling the empathy. And that's what she says. She's like, I can like move on past this, but that doesn't mean I'm forgiving him. It means I'm not going to like drag his names in the streets anymore. You could tell Ariana and Katie are mad though. They just want Sheena to keep on the hate train. But she's like, I feel like at the pool party, no one was asking like if anything else was happening in my life for me to be this sad because like I'm crying. So like I think out of all of them, Sheena can be the one because I know people give Sheena crap for being like, oh, she's making this about herself. But it's like she is probably the only one that had a separate friendship with Sandoval because like Katie never really liked Sandoval anyway. Like, yeah, she's been around him from like the beginning because of Kristen and stuff. But like, I feel like she was never like friends with him whereas Sheena was. So I can see why this is hard for Sheena. And I do just feel a little bad that, you know, she was standing there crying and no one really cared because yes, at the end of the day, this directly happened to Ariana, but it did happen to other people too. And I feel like when other people say, oh, this made me sad. It's like, people are like, okay, well, no one cares because you weren't the one in the relationship. And, uh, Sheena was the closest with Raquel friendship wise. So she, she can get a pass this time. I know Sheena usually always brings it about herself, but she, she can get a pass this time in making it about herself a little bit. So James though, this was interesting. He was like, no, just, you know, you are friends with Ariana and it's just not, you know, the same thing. And Lala's like, it is the same thing. Like, you know, and the one thing is when Lala doesn't agree with you, she is kind of like, no, James, it is the same thing. No, James, it is the same thing. It's like, okay, like agree to disagree. You know, he's not feeling the same way. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, I just said, agree to disagree. Like I'm not going to agree with you blindly. Cause I have my own thoughts, but stop barking at me to just change my whole opinion. I mean, we all can have our own opinions. That's why there's a bunch of different flavored ice cream when we walk in the ice cream store. Not everyone has the same opinion as Tamara Judge. That's my opinion. And sometimes we all can't move past that. We can't understand that we're not all going to agree on everything. Um, yeah, nothing really else in the after show. Ariana and Katie were just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're not going to like jump on the bandwagon of like, forgiving and forgetting and lisa doesn't understand that like her brother is different at the end of the day yes we don't want anyone to have like dark feelings and be responsible for that but 
not a similar comparison because Lisa's brother didn't do something like this and then, you know, end his life. And Sheena, though, revealed, which was interesting, that she was close to someone that did commit suicide and days before they took their own life, she was on the phone with them and she said, oh, well, you know, maybe if you didn't do this, you wouldn't be feeling this way. So I think she's having like a PTSD flashback of like, she's being hard on Tom and saying, well, if you didn't act like this, you wouldn't be feeling this way. And then it could be days later, you wake up and he's gone. And she doesn't want that guilt on her. So Ariana and Katie do need to understand that. And all of them do. So I didn't know that about Sheena. So totally understandable that she wants to take the approach of, I'm not dragging your name down anymore. I need to move past this because I am never feeling like that again with a friend. And even though you're not going to be my friend anymore, I don't want you to be in a place of darkness. So the after shows are pretty good. Like I said, I've never watched them in previous seasons, but I'm like, I got to start watching them. So I watched it for that. And then now we are going to move on to the season finale of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And now we are on to the season finale of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I take it back. On my last episode, I said Anna Marie's party was probably going to supposed to be the season finale because they always have a party. And since the Kyle Maurizio whirlwind happened, they pick cameras back up and it's going to be about that. I forgot about Kyle's white party. And I don't know how I can forget about that because this was like a little more extravagant than Anna Marie's party because I didn't mention on the last one also like Corbell girl, come on. Like you had stone like crab legs and giant shrimp and million dollar necklaces and rings, but you had Corbell champagne. Come on. I mean, we do buy our Costco Kirkland brand Prosecco, but I'm not on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If I was, I'd be getting like Vuv up in that bitch for that party because that was her redemption episode. Like I said, I don't know if we'll be dealing with Anna Marie next season, but not say I'm going to be disappointed. I will allow her to come to like parties of the episodes, kind of like how we saw Teddy briefly, but like, that's it. I honestly would rather have Teddy back, which is a stretch saying that Anna Marie was just worse. Um, but at the end of this episode, I'm going to have my husband come on and we are going to recap the Kyle and Maurizio fallout of it all because I thought it would be good to get him on here. I've been begging him to come on man's perspective and what better time to talk about a husband and wife separating, getting a man's point of view on that. Um, so for now we'll just recap the episode and then we'll bring him on at the end. So Eric and Kyle arrive at SoFi Stadium and my, how the white party has upgraded. I mean, we used to be in her backyard. She said one year she was so poor, she was cooking with Faye Resnick, doing the hand painted decorations and decor all over. And that was five nose jobs ago on Kyle's flashback pictures, but it has graduated to SoFi Stadium. Erica said she doesn't even have enough friends to fill up this one row in the football stadium. <laughs> Because I feel like she is like a Tom Sandoval right now. Like she has all this staff around her and she's like, oh, you guys are like my friends and family. I love you. And it's like, they're like your paid staff, but that you could be friends with your paid staff. But I, I do feel like outside of this, who is her friends? Like, I feel like it is the staff. So it is kind of like a Tom Sandoval similarity because he has no friends except Billy Lee. And it's because Billy Lee wants to get back on the show and he has his vocal coach and bandmates at his birthday party, which we've never seen before in our life. Um, but we see a 
old familiar face, Kevin Lee, she, 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 darling, he is decorating and setting up for the white party. I mean, what better person to bring a Beverly Hills party to life than him when he used to do all Lisa Vanderpumps and then Kyle was like impersonating her. She's like, oh no, darling. All right, make it all about me. Because <laughs> Kevin's like, let's like put your name over here. Let's do this. It's fabulous, darling. It's your party. And she's like, now I know why Lisa Vanderpump hired him, which I was missing him. And he executed the party beautifully. Um, Sutton then goes to a jewelry store with her daughter. So this is a very money-filled episode. This is like what we like to see, though. Um, she is trying on a tennis bracelet that is $455,000. And the guy's like, look, it's just worth this much because there's no clasp. And you could just like pull it off yourself. It's for sad single ladies. No, he didn't say that. But like he was like, this is for like intended if you're alone. And Sutton's like, mm, well, technically like... In her brain, she's probably like, I'm not alone. Like, Avi would be taking my bracelet off. But that was funny that he's like, yes, this is basically for, like, the divorcees like yourself that get all this money per month that you could be in this damn jewelry store. I mean, she put on a ring. Now, don't get me wrong. It was big and it was expensive. Like, I'm not saying it's like, oh, my God, like, I thought it would be cheap. $9 million? What? Like, it, I thought it would, he was going to say it was like, a million or two million, which still would be like crazy. But like I looked at him like, that's nine million dollars. It really doesn't look that different than other jewelry we've seen on the show. Pretty crazy. She was not getting that one though. She bought these beautiful earrings that were sixty eight thousand. She's like, yeah, that's that's okay. Like this is this is acceptable. And then I think she got Porter, the daughter, some earrings. The one thing that I don't like is like Sutton is like, I'm trying to teach my daughter to be independent and that women can do this and women do that. Now, like I said, she could just collect her alimony and sit on her butt all day long. She doesn't do that. So that is very admirable and that's great. But she acts like she would still live this life like independently. Like to me, living independently is like you support yourself, not you get your alimony and then do things with the alimony. So I understand she's entitled to the money. So I'm not saying, oh, I wish she was living on the street and got none of that because she didn't go to work. No, she does deserve it. But she keeps stressing like, I do this all by myself and I do this all by myself. And it's like, no, you don't. Like you use your ex-husband's money, which that's fine. But like, stop acting like you're like a hard working class citizen and you've pulled yourself up and you've done this all on your own and you're teaching your daughter oh i did this all by myself it's like mm, i don't know about that but jewelry store looked fantastic but like i said don't think you'd be in that jewelry store if it wasn't for the ex-husband and i think she's gonna get more money a month because he's relocating and like taking a promotion so it's like that would affect the alimony i assume i mean she already gets three hundred thousand dollars a month and then you wonder, she gets out a month, how much does he keep? I mean, good God, how much does he make? It's very crazy. Um, things we'll never, ever experience in life. <laughs> but I, these are the things I love to watch. So then we get to the white party, and the whole party budget was $400,000. And I'm like, oh, my God, 40 would be like a lot to all of us. Just Erica Jane's setup was $50,000, it said. And then there's a dance floor that says Kyle on it, and she's like, Kevin, I told you I don't want any of this crazy stuff. So then in parentheses, it says like, 
elaborate custom dance tiles, like $495. And it was like, and Kyle's dignity. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't want anything with my name on it. Because it is true, like her Maurizio are throwing the white party. But let's be real, it's on TV and you're probably getting some sponsors from it because it's your show and you're on TV. But it is funny that Kevin Lee, she, she, she just wants to like put Kyle all over everything. He's like, yeah, we could put it in lights up here. And then the cheerleaders could be like, Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> so she's not doing any splits on that Kyle dance floor anymore, though. I think that's why he put it on the dance floor because he's like, she could be doing splits on it. But now that she's sober, I don't, I don't think we've seen splits. I wish we could still get the splits. I think she did the ponytail grab that I saw in some footage when we saw her post about the white party, not on the TV, we didn't see it. But then she is glamming in the stadium with all the daughters. And then Erica is in her glam station with Clyde, the hair guy. She's like, you do whatever you want with my hair. I put a damn swim cap on if you did it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so everyone's arriving and we see Jeff Lewis is spotted. Love him. He is chit-chatting with Kyle about him causing the uproar with like the Ozempic stuff. And she's like, you caused so much trouble. I've never worked out harder in my life. And I mean, it is true. Like we do witness her working out and just literally not drinking is a big way to like shed not only the pounds, but it's like the inflammation. Like, do you guys have those nights where you have one too many cocktails and you wake up the next day and you're like puffy and it's like in inflammation. So like by eliminating that, She's just looking like she is now. And I saw her before all this, like in person once before, like she is really skinny. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know why Jeff Lewis did all that. But at first we all kind of did speculate Ozempic. I even did too. So I am to blame. I just wasn't on a national like Sirius XM, like blasting it. And then he said he had to like send her stuff to apologize. And they were like, oh, maybe you could send her like a fruit basket and he... Somebody like a co-host was like, no, you can't send her fruit basket. It's too much sugar. She's on Ozempic. And Jeff's like, stop it. <laughs> I think he sent her like orchids to apologize. But then she did. They made up. He came on the show. And then obviously he was at the white party. So he wasn't banned from the white party. So that's good. Um, we get another appearance from Denise Richards and Aaron. She showed up in another pink jacket. I thought after that night she would never wear a jacket, let alone a pink jacket. It was cute too. But then, of course, you know, fashion police Dorit was like, are you supposed to wear pink to the party? And then she's like, don't tell me it's upside down. <laughs> Aaron wore a hat too. Like, can you not? And like, he has a lot of hair too. Let that hair flow. And the hat wasn't white either. So yeah, you need to come in all white. That's why it's a white party. No pink jackets and no hat accessories. We didn't get really a peep from Aaron, which I do miss hearing his weird commentary. Remember when they had that picnic and he was like a conspiracy, like, going down a rabbit hole of conspiracies. He's like, they're listening to us. And it's like, who, Bravo? <laughs> the camper people? Because yes, they are. But he was like weird. I think he was like high. So he was like panicking. Like, you know, like people have said when they don't really smoke weed and they tried it for the first time, they get all panicky and weird. Like maybe that was him. Maybe he had a bad batch. Um, maybe he bought it from Charlie Sheen. But they are there, and then um, Maurizio thought that the party was going to be in the parking lot. <laughs> and Kyle is like, this is a prime example of me speaking, and he doesn't listen. I do feel like when you see scenes of them, like, because she's like, all right, let's go in our kitchen, and I have to, like, talk to you for the show purpose, because, like, 
any other day you're irritating me just breathing. So I'm only talking to you because cameras are in the house and I got to do my job. And he's like, okay. And then they're like in the kitchen and she's like, yeah, I toured the stadium today with Erica. And he's like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. It's almost like he's like on autopilot having a full conversation, but he's not listening to her. So then like when he arrives at the party, he's like, oh, we're inside. I thought we were outside. It's like, she literally already told you probably every detail about the party, which I could see why that would be annoying because she hears him in that office room being very detailed on those four computer screens. Like he's playing a game of like a What's that one with the guns and the violent one that people can like yell at each other on their headphones like like that like he's very focused and in on the agency but kyle's like oh we're going to sofi stadium he thinks they're going to be like in the parking lot like tail what do you think you're tailgating for a football game that was like weird it's like she's like i'm not a parking lot girl which is true you are on the real housewives of beverly hills she 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 you're inside at the stadium and of course the stadium wants to like show off and be like look, this can be all yours for a small rental fee of like $400,000. <laughs> I do wonder, since that was the whole budget of the party, how much they had to pay to rent out the stadium. Or if the stadium did just say, oh, well, we're not doing anything here tonight. And as long as you like pay for everything, we'll give you the stadium because we're going to be on TV. These are the things that I get jealous, like throw me some things for my kid's birthday party. I'll blast it all over. Looking for sponsors here for a six-year-old birthday party in April, okay? I'll blast you all over the internet. How about that? Um, Erica is getting ready to perform, and it's really funny. Denise was like to Aaron, she's like, come watch Erica lip sync. And good things the cameras aren't here. And then, but it's like she's mic'd up. And then she's like, I know, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> But it's so funny. I mean, I was enjoying her two appearances way more than freaking Anna Marie the whole season. Like, I'm mad we wasted a diamond on her where we could have had Denise Richards. But I feel like she left on her own because of the whole Brandy Glanville thing. But just seeing her pop back up gives me hope that we could eliminate Anna Marie. Um, I don't know about Dorit because unless her and Pique are like going through a scandal divorce, I think she's going to be gone too. So we can trade. It could be like a two for one because I know Denise Richards demands a lot of money for the payroll. So we can exit out the two of them and then entrance to Denise Richards back on the show. That would be good because she was bringing the drama. That's She knows the assignment now. You got to talk about people. She's pretending like... She doesn't know she's mic'd up, but she does because that battery pack's on her back. She had a hot mic moment of saying that Erica's lip syncing, but lots of people lip sync for these big performances. I mean, she was still entertaining, but she comes out in the all white outfit. Um, also, when she was in her costume, I had already watched the second part of The Housewife and the Hustler, and it talked about her old costume designer from Marco Marco. And obviously she's not getting the costumes from him anymore because she like wore a wire and like ratted him out and got him like thrown in jail and whatnot. So I wonder where the costumes are being made now because they still look good. Um, but I was like, no way that's a Marco Marco product. Um, she has like a little white like robe, like she's coming out to like fight little Rocky Balboa action. And she's saying, if this doesn't go well, it's just going to be a fail because we are preparing for her Vegas residency and we're preparing to watch like a two or three episode 
thing of Erica, like the behind the scenes of like Erica Jane, like performing, preparing for the residency. So good for her getting that little spinoff because she's got to pay all those legal bills that she had from Tom. And I will recap it on here. I'll just do like special episodes, like little bonus episodes, maybe if everyone would like that. Um, and we could recap that. But she does my favorite jam, Expensive to Be Me. And, of course, I had to get up in the living room and, like, jam it out. I was like, Expensive to Be Me. And I was like, it is expensive to be me, too, because I'm Erica with a K. And every time my husband says something that I'm, like, spending money, I'm just like, it's expensive to be me. <laughs> but you could tell she was lip syncing. But, I, I mean, has Denise never been to, like, a performance where they lip sync? Like, Usher did not lip sync at the Super Bowl and Miley Cyrus didn't either at the Grammys. But a lot of those people, when they do those like high energy performances, they lip sync. I mean, I just saw Madonna a couple days ago on Instagram and her dancer like messed something up and she like fell off a chair <laughs> when he was like dragging her and she stopped moving her mouth, but the song was still singing. So mm, would you call Madonna out on that, Denise, too? Because Erica and Madonna are a little different, but same, same ease of the lip syncing. Um, she did good though. At the end, she did like a split. My husband was like, oh shit, look at that. How old is she? And then he was like, well, like guessing and Googling how old she is. And I was like, man, she's still getting it for her age. I mean, like she definitely prepares hard. She is still a good dancer. Like I said, the costumes and everything were still intact. She definitely took Ozempic though, to get back to that weight, I think. Um, she's 52. I mean, I actually thought she was like 48. So her being 52 and doing that split, damn right, that's good. I wish we lived closer to Vegas. I would have gone to see her. Um, because like Denise Richards was saying, you could see her for like $7. So I don't know. Do you spend the $10 to see Denise Richards naked or $7 to see Erica Jane in Vegas? It's so cheap. You could, you could do both and you could still go out for a nice dinner. I would take all my friends if it was only $7. I'd be like, let's go girls. Like 10 of us. Let's go. My treat $7. You guys buy the drinks. I'll buy the tickets and the drinks would be more expensive. So I'd be lucking out. Um, it looked like such a fun party though. I always wonder if like Chris Jenner goes to the white party because we have seen Kyle on an episode of the Kardashians and Faye was too, cause they're all friends. And Kyle always goes to the Kardashian Christmas Eve party. That's another party. So these are the parties I'd love to go to in another life. Love to go to a Kardashian Christmas Eve party. Would love to go to the white party with Kyle Richards. And I would love to go to any event that Jeff Lewis hosts. Like even if it would be at a McDonald's, his whole staff is so funny and i feel like it would just be so entertaining so those are my party bucket lists if anyone wants to have me attend i'll be a nice host guest not host i'll be a nice guest and then i'll host you you want to come to one of our parties that's fine and get me sponsors too <laughs> but then it goes to a black screen and i was predicting like is this what we're gonna get with the scandal part of Kyle and Maurizio. Cause I was like, look, the episode is like, we still have like 30 minutes left, but it's gonna definitely go to a black screen and be like two weeks later. So it was something like that. So they did like all their like little things at the end when they do like the little dramatic music and they're like, bing, 
bing, bing, like a checkup on everyone. Like, oh, Crystal is like sad that her brother doesn't live here all the time. And he has a girlfriend in Thailand and he's doing half and half. And it's like so weird. And then <laughs> my husband was like, wait, are they saying her husband is living in Thailand half of the year? And I was like, no, her brother. And he was like, oh, why does she care? Like, yeah, it is weird. Why do we care? I mean, you're rich. You could go visit him whenever you want, or you could fly him over here whenever you want. So it's, it's kind of like creepy control freak that she's so like hung up on him moving. And maybe he wants to move to Thailand to get away from you and your mom. Maybe you guys are like suffocatingly overbearing and he needs to move away for half of the year. Um, PK was not at the party. He was in London for like 25 days and this is what I mean. I think Dorit is exaggerating so she could stay on the show another season. Like, oh, let me say that we have problems so that like I have a little storyline, a little drama to happen. And he's probably staying over there to work so hard because she spends all the money. He's like, bub, I'm here on work. Like I need to work because you spend every dollar that hits our hand. Like if I make five, you spend 10. So I definitely feel like he gets pressure to like bring home the bacon. So he's on work. I mean, I feel like the kids are homeschooled. Like you could probably come with him and bring the tutor or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know. She definitely, I feel bad though. She misses him when he's gone, but I feel like he's like, I need a break from all the PTSD therapy talks and you yelling at me how many diet Cokes I've had and the Lay's potato chips. And he's still probably upset about the anniversary. She's like, oh, PK, you did not make sure the glam brought the Beverly bronzer. The whole night was ruined. I wanted to know where the kids were. I thought they were kidnapped. That was so weird. <laughs> um, we saw Anna Marie's husband. He is an ex NFL player of 10 years. He was on a couple different teams. So when he was like running through the thing, that was like all we really got out of him the whole season. I mean, I would have rather seen him on as a cast member full time than her. I feel like he was more interesting, probably could tell us some NFL stories and he would have kicked it with the ladies. He wouldn't have been annoying. Um, Garcelle won an award for her movie, Black Girl Missing. So that was great. Sutton said the only man in her life is Santos. So I guess Steve is no more. I mean, I am going to be a little critical. I'm not surprised because I think they had good chemistry. He seemed really normal. He's very nice. Um, she's just like cursed. I don't know. She, cause she's weird. She's strange. Like I feel like she's going to be alone forever. And I want to know if her and the ex-husband were still hooking up. I think that's why she was really crying that he's moving away because why are you so sad? You've been divorced for a while, but he's living down the street. I didn't know that. That's weird. It was probably like a Frank Catania Dolores situation. Like, remember when she first came on Jersey? She's like, oh, I still have Frank do all the bills and I don't even open the mail. And Siggy and Teresa were like, girl, like you're divorced. You need to do this on your own. And then they're like, you overpaid for this bill. And she's like, oh, I didn't even know that. And we're like, oh God. Like some people just when they amicably split, they still lean on each other for help, but sometimes that's not good. Like as a woman, you want to feel independent. So I feel like that's why she's showing her daughter like, oh, I'm being independent. But it's like you're being independent with all of his money. So that's that's a that's a give or take. I know I have some haters probably saying, well, she's entitled to that. And I'm not disagreeing. She's not entitled to that. But I feel like sometimes she just acts like, oh, look how hard I work and I earn all this money to buy all this stuff. And it's like, not really, because I feel like she 
either spends money or breaks even on that store because just the rent alone and the inventory alone looks so expensive and pricey and the decor she has inside that like I think it's more she's not really making money she's like spending money and I know when you open a business it takes a while to make money but I really feel if she didn't have the alimony support she wouldn't have been able to get the store um, am I missing anyone from the recap? Oh, and Erica's gonna, you know, prepare for the Vegas residency and whatnot. And then obviously we don't get the update on Kyle because we get a whole extra end of the episode of just Kyle. And now I'm going to bring my husband on to get his point of view. And now we are joined by my husband, Mike. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. Hi guys. We thought we would bring you on to discuss the Kyle and Maurizio of it all at the end of the episode because I thought it'd be good to get your perspective. Hmm. I don't know. It seems like a crazy relationship right now. Yeah, so I said that the screen went black. We see all the ladies reacting to the article. Sutton said it's suspicious because all season long they were all poking like, you're working out. You're not wearing your wedding ring. You're losing weight. You're tramping around town with Morgan Wade. So do you think Kyle and Maurizio were separated this whole time and kind of lying? Yes. Yeah, I do too. And the most interesting thing I thought was they said when the article came out, they hadn't even talked to the daughters yet. So that was them finding out, which is pretty terrible. So this is all like happening all at once for all of them. But don't you feel like Kyle was sleeping in a different room and the youngest one, Portia is 15. So wouldn't they kind of know they're separated? Definitely. They probably felt it too. Yeah. They said they knew they were having like a rough year, but I guess the daughters didn't know it was that bad. So they were all together when the article came out and everyone's like texting and calling them all like somebody died. Um, it was sad. What did you think when they were talking like to the daughters? Cause we have kids, Very sad. we have kids and I couldn't imagine sitting down and having that talk, even though they're all older, it, it was making me sad. Yeah, it still hits hard. Yeah. Um, but then, I, I was a little freaked out the way Kyle was looking at, is there, is there a name Morgan Wade? Yeah. The way she looked at her was weird to me in the beginning. Yeah. So what we see on the reunion, Andy asked, could you see yourself with Morgan? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like ready for that question. I'm ready for the reunion. I don't know because I'm up in the air. I really feel like he is just checked out and not paying attention to anything but the agency because she says there's no infidelity on each of their parts. I don't believe that. I know. I, I agree with you. I think it's a little weird. I would say the major things for a relationship that goes sour is money um trust and cheating yeah and we know they have lots of money yeah. so that one's out the door yeah, that one's at the door well, i mean like they could they could have some issues with you know somebody making a lot more than the other i don't know yeah because i do like remember how they always say when they first got together they didn't have a lot of money yeah sure and he lost his job so i like that we know she's not one of these Beverly Hills wives that's just in it for the money. She was like with him during tough times, which is great. And when Erica came over, I felt like she was really good, like giving advice. Oh, definitely. She was a good friend. Yeah. And because she went through all this terrible stuff with Tom. 
And she's like, you can't look at it as you're a failure because Kyle's looking at it as now it's just a failure, even though they had a great life together. And when you play your daughter, that's the dunzo. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard to come back from this. Like they keep saying we're almost a year later because they announced this in July that they were separated. Well, we now know they didn't announce that somebody leaked it. Um, But it's like they're still separated in the same house, which is kind of strange. They're lucky they have this house, the Aspen house, the Palm Springs house, so they can kind of jet around. But Kyle was saying that they're going to continue to live under the same roof. What do you think about that? Well, it seems like his business has taken off. So I'm sure he's on the road a lot. And their major issue might have been him putting his work before the marriage. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. But then at the end, we get Kyle saying this. The issue is that the two of you can't let go of. There were things that happened that made me lose my trust that I wasn't able to recover from. That was our dog breathing a little bit in the background. I recorded that last night, though, and that made me so confused. So she tells Erica, there's no infidelity on my part, his part. There's no internal or external family issues. But then she said that. That sounds like he cheated on her and she has no trust for him. Right. Me. me too. So I don't know what she's talking about. But then do you know what I th- another thing I thought of? Remember <laughs> when she said on one of the episodes, like, he always gets like DMs from people and like he'll follow girls back. Do you think it was something like that? So no physical cheating, but like, do you think she found like a DM or something? Sometimes that is kind of a way of cheating. Yeah. No, I think it's still, I don't think you only have to be physically touching people and attending a date to Mm -hmm. cheat. Like you could be on the phone having a whole nother relationship, but I don't know. Now I'm confused. Uh, She was on watch what happens live. Apparently we're going to get, like that answered mm-hmm. because also I feel like she's being a good mom and respectful of the kids that even if there was infidelity, I don't think she wants to be like, yeah, he cheated on me with this person and this person mm-hmm. and that person. Like I think she's trying to be respectful that yes, they're on TV and we want to know, but like at the end of the day, this is their life and they have their kids. Yeah. And I don't think she's a lesbian, but the way she looked at that girl was weird to me. It is weird. Very weird. Um, Kyle claims, though, that they'll all be like out like a group of them and they just get a picture of her and Morgan. That's weird. I know. But I think it's because also the paparazzi likes to play in this game of like making something up. But the way she was looking at her all season, like I love my friends. Yeah. Yeah. But like feeding the cantaloupe on the stick and like the giggling and stuff. I don't know. It's weird. Googly eyes. Yeah. Googly eyes. That's what it was. That's what we said. And then, yeah, they have the chat with the daughters. That was sad. Um, they Anytime they speak. So she said once the article came out, the tension's a little more in the house, which I thought we couldn't get any more tense when they have their little one-on-one chats. He said, for once at least, you're being accused of cheating. And she's like, yeah, for once, yeah. not you. So it definitely has been infidelity. Well, so like back in early days of Beverly Hills, there always was like, articles and people and stuff and like who knows if it was ever true and back then i definitely never thought it was true because i mean they do like to just make these things up about people or like 
you could step out of the house with no makeup and they'll be like, oh, look, you're on crack. And then like <laughs> make up a whole story to sell a, like, you know, the well, magazine. So now they're totally separated. Yeah. So they're like legally separated okay. and they could date other people if they want. I don't think they'll ever formally get divorced because of all their money. Well, he's going to have those young female real estate agents throwing themselves at him. Yeah. So then we got the trailer for his show. Oh, well, he has a show. The Buying Beverly Hills, remember? Oh, um on netflix and that's kyle can't be on it because it's like a conflict with bravo so we only get the daughters mm -hmm. and him so i posted the trailer the other day and he's having a sit down talk with the daughters we now found out they filmed that scene the day after they all found out about the separation so i feel bad for the daughters too not only are they going through this but then they got to do all this crap in front of the camera mm -hmm. I mean, they have to because this is like their life, but this is when it gets exhausting being on reality TV because it is like not just the fun cast trips and the paid vacations and all that. It's like, well, now you got to talk. That's why they get the big bucks. Yeah, I know. I would like to know. I don't know. Kyle and Teresa are the last two standing OGs. OGs. Official. Officially the last two OGs. So Teresa gets a lot, man. She gets like 2.1 million. <sighs> and I, I feel like... Bring the cameras in. I know. Yeah, we we deal with drama. Where's our paycheck? Bring the cameras in. We deal with it for free. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to at least reap some benefit. <laughs> I was already talking about like I'll take sponsorships for our birthday parties and stuff at the house, like because we saw the the mm -hmm. white party. I want sponsorships. I want Kevin Lee. She she she. But yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, no, he's definitely good. Well, for the budget was four hundred thousand well, dollars. I never heard of. I can do a lot with $400,000. Um, but she's calling when she called all the daughters in for the meeting, we saw that pile of mail too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the pile of mail was still there from Portia's birthday party and it grew. No, I couldn't imagine having all that mail. And it's like, uh, you said you feel like she always wants to stand next to it. Yeah. And show it all. <laughs> like here's all our mail. It's like, he, like, it's like she shows it off. So people like go online and talk about it. Yeah, I mean it is true. I'm probably gonna make a meme about it. Not gonna lie, I'm just trying to like go well, you back. You paused and forth. it and got the video. I know. I'm just gonna go back and forth in my brain. What funny little joke I'm gonna make about it? I'm having fun making those memes and reels. It gets a laugh. It gets a laugh out of me. Um, I also like randomly like whenever they have food or brands and stuff, I like to like look it up. So she was eating mm -hmm. this candy. It's called Nutic candy i already looked it up Never heard of it. it was little like so they make like chocolate covered whatnots but then the, the bag she was eating was like those little like non-parels hmm. and they were like colored um they're supposed to be lower in sugar i looked it up on amazon i may or may not buy a bag just for the research you know? thc in it i don't know no there wasn't hmm. um and then she was having max effort protein powder so I looked this up, could not find the protein powder, but they have almost like a similar, like electrolyte powder, like the stuff we get at Costco. Shout out, uh, liquid IV. Yeah. Love those, love those things. And I like the sugar-free ones because we used to just get the regular ones. Now we get the sugar-free. They're good. Yeah, they are good. The lemon I like. Yeah. And now they have, they have a mocktail flavor. So that I got it at Costco. It was like pina colada and then there's Moscow mule. I haven't had one of those, but that would be tasty. Like if you don't want to have a cocktail, I also said on the previous episode, I'm, I'm buying like one of those zero beers, like a Heineken zero or Corona. Did you have a Moscow meal yesterday? Yeah, it was, was good. It, good. it was good. 
It was making me hope for spring soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a little meeting, a little business meeting the other day. It was fun with some people that we met at the Teresa event. Shout out Briganti Wines. Mm -hmm. I, I still need to post that on the social media. See, I get so caught up making the funny reels and memes, I forget to post everything I have to post. Shout out to Mike C and Lauren. Yeah, we awesome love them. People. See, that was the fun part. Not only did we get to see Teresa, the queen of New Jersey, but we made some new friends mm -hmm. and some business contacts. So. We're going to try and do some like collabs together. That'll be fun. Um, Very nice people. Yeah. And their wine is delicious. Yeah, the wine is delicious. And um, Teresa loves it too. But I was sad. That had me choked up last night. And then when Portia was crying, it was making me yeah, sad. She's, she's 15, you said? 15. Yeah. That's so, a tough age. Yeah. She's probably like a sophomore or freshman. Yeah. And you could tell they were such a close family. So mm. it's sad. And like the weird and sad part is like, they're still all together, but I'm sure the kids always like internally question like, all right, well, when one day they decide to not live together, are we still going to do mm. stuff like this together? Cause they do, like I said, they do a lot together, which is great. But, I think they'll have a pretty good divorce. But like, if that's where they go to. They're going to have, somebody's going to have to leave. Yeah. Like you're not going to live together forever. Cause then why don't you just stay married? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. People beat to a different drum out there, though. I feel like there's a lot of not California dreaming. Yeah, there's a lot of not monogamy like out there. So I don't know. Different. Yeah, it's, it's different just, culture. Yeah, it's just they live a totally different lifestyle. Uh, but we got the previews for the reunion. I think it'll all be relaxed until somebody has like a significant other. Then it'll blow up a little bit. But like a serious one, not like yeah, silly dating. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like unless her and Morgan Wade are going to like come out together, I can't really see Kyle ever getting a serious significant other. I could see him. Because she likes to be like alone. She's like, I like to like read and go to bed alone no, at I eight o'clock. Travel. Oh, see, I could see him not I could settling, see him, like dating. I could see him getting like a, a, nice, a nice condo, like near one of his offices and stay there a lot. He's like a hundred million offices though. Well, like the best areas that he likes. I know. Like I, if I was Kyle, I'd move to the Palm Springs house because it's close enough to drive back to LA, but that Palm Springs house was really nice. Personally, I would want to live in Palm Springs if we were out there. Joe Gorga would say he would live near the, the best vagina. <laughs> he finds. Oh my god! Yeah, he probably would say something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I could see Maurizio just dating. When he finds the right girl, that'll be the area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so we're gonna see the reunion. I don't know how many parts it's gonna be. It's always at least two. So I don't think it'll mm -hmm. be three. Um, Dorit is getting texts from Kyle to to be silenced. I don't know what that's about. Is she running her mouth? I don't know. Obviously, they're just giving us teasers. So it's like a gag order or something? I don't know. And then um, we're going to get Kathy Hilton, which is weird because she wasn't on a single episode, but her and Kyle are getting along now, so we're getting her. And then literally as soon as she's coming out, Sutton like passes out. So I'm like, are you passing out from Kathy Hilton appearing or are they not feeding you there? <laughs> I'm not a real big Sutton fan. Mike is scared of her chicken legs. <laughs> Every time we see her, and she loves her legs. That was so awkward. Yeah, she got to cover them up. Yeah, they're like they are a little strange. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And then we're gonna see Garcelle and Dorit argue a little more about 
their whole thing. Garcelle did go to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PK, I think we're in danger zone for Dorit not coming back next I season. Love PK. He's so nice. I know. He is funny. I, I, w- I would want to go on a double date with them, more so him. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to have to. Well, wasn't the last episode he was like in England for like 39 days or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time to be away. I think he wanted to stay there to get away from her. He's like, I'm would working. Let, would you let me go to Italy for 39 days? I don't know. <laughs> if I was spending all our money, maybe I said he has to be there to, to like, you know, she spends 10, he's making five, you know, she's like that. I don't think we're going to have to see Anna Marie next year. I don't think we'll even have to worry about seeing her ever again. Um, I hope we get Denise Richards back on the show though. And Kathy, I said, let's swap out if Dorita's in the danger zone too. Cause I think unless her and PK like really have marital issues, like I think she's going to be canned. So I think Anna Marie really? and Dorit will be canned because hmm. she's not even really friends with Kyle. She was like, really, this was her most boring season. And even if you get a little boring, you're out. Well, what clients does PK have besides a boy, George? <laughs> I don't know. Because that would be a good reason to keep him on if he has bigger clients in London. I don't know. I know. I, I feel like it's not like he's like just represents like British like yeah. singers mm-hmm. um oh he represented those people that were at their anniversary thing i don't remember that one the song it was from top gun who were those people oh yeah what are their names I but you know who i'm talking about yeah yeah and that anniversary thing i mean if you did all that for me i would not be like listen pk this a lot goes into this or mike a lot goes into this you didn't send the beverly beach bronzer with the glam squad that was annoying see he's starting to get annoyed by her with the spoiledness. Mm-hmm. He said she was tickled to death how he spoiled her at the beginning. And now it's like, she's acting like the Kardashians. I don't know. Like, like there's, it's like not good enough. And it's like, I'll take that. <laughs> he couldn't buy the necklace though. It was on loan. Remember that was tacky. He said mm-hmm. that. That was, that was a little, he was trying to do the pretty woman thing though. Remember when he like yeah. smacked the necklace? That was funny, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was cute. Richard here. Yeah, but Kyle was like, maybe not the most flattering to impersonate a movie that was about a man getting like a hooker <laughs> for your wife. But I thought it was a cute sentiment. So. so what's up with Erica? Is she free from all these? I don't know. So we're going to get a civil three suits and all this. Stuff. We're going to get a three part episode of oh, her. Okay. I know you'll like so that. No, no. Of um, preparing for her residency in Vegas because you were complimenting the splits last night. Well, you just told me she was 52. I, I didn't know she was that old. She looks great. I know. I thought she was like, yeah, like 40. I thought she was like 40 something. Why didn't we have like a surprise bash for her 50th? I really don't remember don't anything remember. happening. Maybe I mean, that was when all the shit came out. That is true. Everyone still deserves a birthday party, though. Even we saw Tom Sandoval had a birthday party, even though it was by paid staff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, has to pay for friends. I hate that Billy girl, too. Whatever her name is. I know. Billy Lee. She's Billy just Lee, trying yeah. to get on the camera. And when she came in the room, she was looking for where the cameras were. I know. I saw her doing that. I know. It's like, go in your separate room for your cold plunge. <laughs> I, I already recapped VPR, but yeah, I, I love the cold plunge. That was fun. But I don't want to cold plunge with them. He almost ruined it for me, but I'll continue to cold plunge. <laughs> Do you and Mark Wahlberg cl- so cold Erica, plunges every day? Divorced that guy yet? Or are they still married? They're still like legally married, yeah, which I is- I don't get that. Well, it's been like three years. Yeah, but I feel like if she could, she would divorce him because she will be tied to like 
these issues. And he's not in jail. He's in the loony bin, right? He's just, yeah, in like a like retirement dementia place. But he needs to go. Remember how Junior Soprano was in the bad, like, retirement jail for, like, loony That's people? That's probably what he's in. No, he's just in regular. He's not so in he jail So he can leave yet. if he wants? Yeah, but he doesn't. I mean. Oh, I thought that was, like state reprimanded that he had to go there yeah i mean well he's probably being watched but like he needs to go to like jail like i don't care that you have dementia i mean he's almost as bad as like a bernie madoff yeah he's stole all that money from those poor people and now he's just conveniently saying he doesn't remember Especially <laughs> that guy that got burned i mean he had needed like what 12 surgeries or something yeah he said he's still not done getting surgeries. didn't he get most of the money yeah that's good so that's good but still and that was from selling our house yeah and then like his office and the assets and all that junk. But then it's like, even when you do that, some of that stuff might not be worth, you know, what it would be. Yeah. When it goes to auction, you're not buying like, if the couch is 5,000, they're not auctioning it for 5,000. He was obviously spending a lot of money on Erica and I don't really think she knew the parameters of what he was doing, but as long as the money was coming, she was happy. Yeah, I didn't like the Marco Marco thing. That was sad. That was how sad. she turned on him. I said obviously the costume oh, I last night. About that, yeah. Costume last night was not provided by him. It's definitely somebody yeah, he else. He was a nice guy too. I don't know why she would do that. I know that is the one thing. Her and Tom, like she's That's a little. That's the one she wore a wire to, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was mean. That wasn't nice. <sighs> but we maybe I'll bring you back on for the reunion recap with okay. Kathy Hilton because I love Kathy Hilton. You got a kick out of Kathy too. She's funny. Oh, yeah, I like her. I'm glad her and Kyle are getting along. So the, all the sisters are getting along. We may get like a Kathy Kyle Kim next season. You think Paris will show up? Who? Paris. Who's Paris? Paris. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love um Nikki Hilton was on the other night. I don't watch what happens live though. You you left. You left to go to sleep. I stayed up and watched it, but she was there last night. All right. Well, thank you for having me on. I had to go get one of our daughters from school, but thank you guys and I'll be back. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Love you. Love you. As always, this was so fun, and you could find me on Instagram at Bravo T with the stay-at-home mom, Spotify, and Apple. Till next time, see ya.